Hi, hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Fixies, and you are listening to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I'm very excited about our guest today. We listen to you. You know, if you email us and you say, I want to hear this on the podcast, or if you're one of our students and you want to know something more about something, just tell us because we go and find the amazing speakers and uh, connectors uh, and people who are doing the thing that you would love to do. So today our guest is uh, Rebecca Newnham. Sorry, Rebecca. Rebecca Newnham. And she uh, runs a virtual assistant agency. And we're going to talk about what that is and get into a lot more detail about that. We have a lot of graduates of our program who go out and become social media managers. And then they think, gosh, I want to hire a team underneath me and I want to build that out. Well, we're going to talk about a franchise model, which is what Rebecca set up and how that's working for her. Uh, And I think you're in for a treat. Rebecca's been running her business for 12 years and there are major milestones in business. And one of them is the 10 year mark. Um, Well past that is a wonderful thing. So Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you for being uh, one of our guests. And I just cannot wait to get into this conversation with you. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, Joy. Thank you. So we actually met at Flexpo. uh, And one of the things that stood out to me is you get branding, like you really get it. And you've got this bold orange color. It's behind you. You've got your logo there and you've got this cutout of yourself, which I absolutely love. Uh, Yeah, I wish I looked like her. (laughs) You do. Well, you look more fabulous than she does. And so you've got, so, but I remember when I met you, one of the things I loved about your cutout was you had a stand at Flexpo. And then when you were off walking around, your cutout was right there, you know, so (laughs) people could identify you and you had, you were wearing the same outfit that the cutout was wearing. And so people could identify you. You just really get brand. And that that was so impressive. You know, of all the people I met that day, I don't remember any of them, but I remember you. So you're a very memorable person. Let's talk about your story. You know, you now run a very big business, but when you started uh, out, that wasn't what it was like. What, how, what, tell us about your story. How did you get yeah. started? No, of course. So I had a corporate retail buying background, Joy. So I did a business studies degree, did a few jobs, and then landed my dream job, which was working for Superdrug, doing um, retail buying. So buying cosmetics, doing own labels, so going to Paris, finding fabrics that we really like, making them into makeup bags. You know, it was the dream job all those years ago. Then I worked for Sainsbury's, which was a slightly different proposition, a little bit more formal. And <clears throat> I was doing feminine hygiene and baby stuff. And yeah, it was, just, it was just really fascinating. But the core bit for me was the importance of branding and understanding what your customer wants and therefore interpreting that in different ways. So I had an eight-year career break while I had our three girls. And during that, did various sort of voluntary bits, did a counselling diploma, just looked at different things I wanted to do. But I was always drawn to doing something for myself and my mum had run when I was growing up a tutorial agency from home she had got a hilarious picture of her with a whopping answer phone and she, she she achieved that balance and flexibility for my brother and I by running something from home so she's always been really inspiring for me and she said to me you'll find your thing because I used to look at my friends as you know our fellow parents going off doing a job and thinking well I don't, I don't know quite what I want to do but I know I've got something in me to do something for myself so did a lot of research. Virtual assistants has been very strong in the States. They're probably 10 years ahead of us. And I thought, yeah, there's something here. And then I did a one day training course, realized that I could make it very much what I wanted it to be. So I was brave and just thought, right, I'm going to go for this. So my husband and I did a lot of um, brainstorming around a business name. And that's something I always say when I'm talking about this. 
naming your business is quite important. And like you proved earlier, my surname is an absolute mouthful. You know, no one was going to be able to spell my name if I based the business around that. But equally, I knew from a very early stage, I didn't want to be just me in this business journey. So we all see, don't we, lots of people that have a name built around their surname, absolutely fine. But you you can personalise it as much or as little as you want to, but it's something to really consider at the beginning. Obviously, you can change things, but it does complicate it, especially if you're having a, um, a website based around it. So that would be my first sort of tip of the day is think clearly about what your business name represents. So, so that's that, a, I mean, yeah, would you agree with me? Yeah, and I was just going to add to that. I think that's a great first question to ask yourself when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got to start a business festival coming up and we'll be talking about all of this stuff. But one of the great first questions to ask yourself is, do I want this to be about me or do I want to build out a team? Do I want it to be bigger than me? And if there's a part of you that says, I want it to be bigger than me, then I do think it's important not to make the business be built around your name. Um, I, I definitely built Tech Pixies with the sense that I was going to build a team. It wasn't going to be just me, that I was going to have other coaches involved in the program. And we have done that, you know, but I, I think even if you don't know exactly what you're going to do with your business, having that fundamental question answered, you know, do I want it to be just me or do I want it to be bigger than me uh, is a really great starting point in terms of name and brand for sure. Yes. And, and for it to mean something. So for me, you know, get ahead was helping clients get ahead and develop. And we will get ahead your virtual assistant. And actually that's all what it says here, but we are now your virtual agency. Cause I felt that the strap line could lead to different things. So it was definitely worth the sort of the hours that Martin and I spent sort of working it out. Oh, I like that yeah. virtual agency. Yeah. That's, yeah. that, and that's that, a, that's well, and well, and do you know that's why we're not social pixies or social yeah. media pixies or marketing pixies because I always thought we would expand beyond social media and go into all areas of tech and helping women upskill in the various areas of tech and we I mean we it's still in the plan it's not like that, it's, no, exactly. yeah. it's just I didn't realize how long it was going to take to get social media <laughs> sorted social media is such a big um, it's, it's a beast, beast. yeah exactly it's a beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took us seven years to figure that one out. Yeah. So you knew early on that you wanted this to be bigger than you. Yes. Um, and that, and, and I love what you said too. There's, there's about three things you said, which are like, for me in the tech pixies world, tick, tick, tick. Uh, one, you, 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 you upskilled, you took a course and mm-hmm. that helped you decide, yes, this is the path I want to go yeah. down. Right. So that's a tick for me. But I, in fact, I was on a call yesterday with someone who said, what are, what are some of the traits of your best students? And I said, they're the ones that want coaching. They're the ones that want support. They're the ones that don't think they can do it all by themselves because we can't do everything all by ourselves. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't, we're not meant to do it. You know, um, Desmond Tutu is a hero of mine. He uses the, he, when, when he was alive, he spoke a lot about the word Ubuntu, which is people are people because of other people. So, you know, when you realize that we are meant to be in communion with others and we are meant to be doing things with others and that we're not meant to be, journeying this world alone, that it's a much better experience when we lean into that. So that was the first thing you said. Um, the, the second thing you said was that you were brave. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, we believe at Tech Pixies, be brave and spark. Oh, right? yes. You know, yeah. you've got to be brave. And so when you are thinking, you know, do I want this to be just about me or do I want this to be beyond me? Uh, you know, do I want to set up something myself? Um, you know, it is a risk, but being brave is, is really, really important. And then that third question of, you know, 
how do you know, do I want it to be about yeah. me or something bigger? Those are all really important things. But I love that you invested in in coaching and and training to make the decision, and that you then leaned into it and then put a plan together. Because this is another thing people don't understand the the, the importance of a plan. Now, yeah. did you have the franchise model as your plan from day one, or did that evolve? Um, no, that evolved. So. I knew I wanted to be bigger than me. I wanted to play to my strengths always. So I've always been naturally very of the mindset of, well, I can't do everything. And, you know, the thought of doing an Excel spreadsheet filled me with horror. So immediately I found people to do those. So that's been my mindset from the beginning in the sense of how I can. And then the scaling piece, I knew that there were so many opportunities to meet business owners that we support around the country and we'd grown organically, but it was then like, how, how am I going to get to these people? And we did try it where I paid for somebody in Bristol to go networking and be us, but she, I was paying for her time. And that was a sort of little trial. So that was a sort of a tentative way about it, but I'd always been a little bit put off with franchising. And I now speak a lot about demystifying franchising because it's not about you know the greedy franchise owner that takes the cash and that you never see from them again you know it's totally different from that but I then discovered that franchising would, would be the vehicle to enable me to scale it. Let's talk about franchising and demystifying it a little bit because yeah. you know there's there's sort of two models one is that and the agency model, which I suppose is probably more of what I was doing before I set up Tech Pixies. So we had employees and what would happen is that we would have a contract with either, you know, to build a website or to do the social media for a company. Yeah. And then I would con, you know, I would, I would, the employees would do the work and then I would get the money from the company and then I would pay the employees. Um, and I mean, that worked for the most part, but you have to get your pricing, right? So that you make sure that you have a margin in there to grow your business and also fund yourself, uh, even if you're not doing the work, but you're the one co coordinating all the contracts, et cetera. Um, but also I found it tricky when, let's say, uh, to get a job done, employees had to do more work than was expected. And then I was out because I had to pay them for their time, but the company had a contract that, you know, the, and that wasn't flexible for covering more hours. And that was, and I had to renegotiate contracts all the time to get the, you know, because the amount of work that was required was more than we, it was social media. And you know, sometimes things take a lot. Longer tricky. Yeah. And so I got to a point where I was like, I just can't do the agency model anymore. And I, closed up shop I well I sold the website business to one of my employees who then went on and took it took it on from there and then with the with the um, social media clients we I just moved I actually everyone who was already contracted I they I just moved them directly into the oh companies. yeah that makes sense and then yeah. just and then moved on to social media training because that was my bread and butter but I explored the franchise model for tech pixies a long time ago when I was thinking we were running it in person, you know, 12 weeks in person. Yeah. And then we went virtual. So I didn't really need to explore the franchise, model, but we're revisiting it now for expanding into other countries. Yes. Um, so that's yeah. something I'm really interested in. So let's demystify franchising and talk to me about like how it works, what the structure of it is, why you chose that model versus let's say the agency mm. model. Yeah. So I guess our sort of individual franchises work on an agency model so like that and we use freelancers as opposed to employing people but for me it was how can I get that consistency of brand and keep an element of control so that's where the franchising bit came on board and 
I realized that I had to be very clear on the profile of the person I wanted to manage that franchise. And I also had to spend a lot of time working out our processes and documenting it all. But it was an amazing process to go through. And now we've got the all singing, all dancing sort of Bible of how things work. But the big thing is it's continually evolving, Joy. And I think that is the problem. Sometimes people have thought they'd buy a franchise and it's static and that's when things can go wrong because it's not continually being pumped and evolved. So if I look at the way we work and something we've developed in the last year is an all singing or dancing monthly marketing plan, for example. So my franchisees get a, a personalized plan. It's got a theme, it's got infographic, it's got the blogs of the month and we're really clear. So they don't even have to think about it. And I think that's a big thing with franchising. When it works well, the franchisee can go and do what they do best, which in our case is networking, finding clients, and they've got all the infrastructure behind them to manage everything else. Because we all know we can't be good at everything. And I think that's the danger, isn't it? When so, And that's why if you're looking at franchising, you've got to have a confidence that you can handle the scale and and that fits with your skill set. Well, some people, and quite rightly, think, well, actually, I don't want to grow any more than my hours I'm doing currently. I don't want to have to manage people. I'd much rather just be looking after myself. So it's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? It's something you have to be quite honest with yourself about. But I knew that I wanted to outsource and get other people doing the work, and my joy and energy and skill set is in meeting new people and making things happen. So from very early on, that's what I, I identified. And from a franchisee uh, perspective, they are they there's a there's sort of like a initial payment to purchase the franchise, yes. either for an area or for a, to- a you know a topic. So in your case, they're they're purchasing an area. Is that what yeah? They're purchasing a, de- a personalized territory. Exactly that. Well, some franchises aren't territory based, which can be flexible to a degree. But then you could have a franchisee down the road doing the same thing. So it all depends on the type of business. But for us, it was essential that it was postcoded and large and juicy area that people can operate in based around where they live. And, and we use some really sophisticated um, software mapping for that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Then in terms of when they actually are up and running, do they just pay a, like a fee to stay? Yes, yeah, so ours is a, is a 10% monthly fee based on turnover and then a 1% marketing fee after their first year. So it it's builds. And I would say, I think my franchisees were saying, I'm certainly not disappearing. You know, I'm very much behind them monthly one-to-ones. We have a call every month, very much like you guys with everyone together. And it's all about that energy. And that's where we get ideas from and boost each other up. And it's a huge community feeling but you do hear of some franchises like I said that you know the cash gets paid and then no one's ever heard of it before so it's oh yeah investment yeah well I I looked years and years ago when I was first getting started in business one of the actually one of the advantages of buying a franchise is you're getting a business in a box right and so you're you don't have to like I look at how long it's taken us to get a lot of things sorted and then even once you think it's sorted it yes. you know you're like oh that didn't get the way I yeah. wanted it to go but and that's just that's just entrepreneur life right but um you know to, I was thinking I was reflecting on this the other day you know seven years it's taken us to get the the um the curriculum set to to figure out where the pain points are to solve those pain points to so you know what you're buying when you buy a franchise 
is that pain has been <laughs> lived out. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. so you're getting all the tools that you can run with um, without having had to have gone through the pain. And I think, um, and that's a wonderful thing when you're just getting started. In fact, one of the things that, and it wasn't a franchise, but it was a program that I purchased that then we could effectively white label and put into Tech Pixies uh -huh. as a yeah. second program. Um, and that's been extremely successful. And one of the, the things was the speed at which I could get it up and running. You know, within 17 days, I was fully trained on how to use it. I had to do an extra 24 hour training over three days um, to solidify that training. In addition to the 50 hours I had to do online. So you think 75 hours online to sort of get myself mm. up to speed with the curriculum and understanding it. Um, but I had all of the, the tools from, you know, the the effectively the lead magnet to the sales calls to the you know the actual program itself was yeah, fully, fully scripted for 12 weeks and everything and we ran it and we it just it was so easy and so I think there is huge you know when you've got the opportunity to um, buy into something that's already been designed and developed for you it's a major advantage and for us it was it was it was genius because almost every single person who joined that program was already a student who was familiar with us and they just wanted to do more with us. And that was, yeah. you know, for yeah. us, that was a real blessing. So I think there are, there's huge advantages, and even though there might be an investment upfront or there might be an ongoing investment, there's huge advantages to tapping into something that's tried, tested and proven. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we laugh and say, you know, if we spread our franchise fee out over the five years, it's the price of a coffee a day, you know, it's four pounds or something. Yeah. And when you think about what it's like, and, and the guys on the call that have, you know, had to set something up from scratch themselves, you know, it's the website, it's the branding, it's the, you know, it goes on and on and on, does it, before you've even opened the door to sort of start working? Well, let's talk about something that you, we, we, we sort of had a pre-chat and we were talking about celebrating milestones. Yes. And you, I mean, you have such great energy and, and every time I'm with you, I always walk away feeling, you know, like I've had an increase in my life. Oh. Um, yeah. But you believe very strongly, as we do at Tech Pixies, in celebrating along the way. And, yeah. you know, what, what I always say is if you wait to celebrate until you reach the big milestone, you'll never reach the big milestone because it's the celebration along the way that trains your brain to say, I'm succeeding, I'm succeeding, I'm succeeding. Yeah. So that when you hit the big milestone, it's like, well, of course I was going to get that. You know, yeah. that was that was just part of the plan. Yeah, no, absolutely. So why yeah. is it important to celebrate along the way for you? And what's it like to be at the 12th year mark? for? Hmm. So it's funny, isn't it? Because I think I've been brought up, you know, as a young child, we had birthdays, we have birthday Eve, you know, we have the birthday and I've been very much like that with the business. It's sort of like, yay, six months, a year. And, and it's, people love sharing in everyone else's joy, don't they? And I think that's been a big thing for me. So all the different individual birthdays I've celebrated as the team's grown, it's been a natural opportunity to get us all together. And I've got this lovely picture, which I'll show you. Our um, 10th birthday one, and I had some of the franchisees with me and we had a left print cake and what the team designed a 10 year badge, you know, and I'm, I was over it like a rash because it's sort of like, I'm, this is what it's about, isn't it? And that's, if it comes naturally to you, and as I said, other people really want to sort of help celebrate with that. So our 12th one, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do, but we're definitely going to do something. And it'll probably involve a bit of orange and leopard print as well, of course. But I think it's just you people buy into that energy, don't they? And they want to celebrate. And I will celebrate franchisees' business birthdays as well. So our Surrey 
um, territory, they're going to be one in June. And actually, I saw them last night. And I was saying, right, we need to plan this birthday because people want to be part of it, don't they? And it's just, it's fun. I love that. Well, and it's, you know, you and I have been in business long enough to know that it's not always, it doesn't always feel like a celebration. So uh, no. sort of, I, I've got this um, notebook that every day I write down three accomplishments, even on my hardest, worst days, I can try and find an accomplishment in it. Um, what have been some of the the one or two of the low points of this of setting up this business and how did you overcome them? I think sometimes it's been around people. So I'm, I'm very good at going with my gut instinct. And I think a couple of times I've been let down and when I've looked back, I've realized, you know, deep down, I knew that, that there was something not quite right. So that's been a big learning for me. And actually, when we're bringing new freelancers into the team, you know, we have to go with that feeling as well, because we know that deep down that that's going to be right. And I think I've had a couple of tricky clients along the way as well. And I, I find that hard when you can take it personally and actually you do need to step back a bit. And your um, mention of coaching earlier, you know, I have had a coach, various coaches throughout my business journey. And I would say to anyone you know however much of an investment it feels like at the time it is so worth it because you need to have that ability to share things don't you yeah you absolutely do and I I mean I've always um well I wouldn't have always had coaches but I I in the very beginning when things were going really slowly I didn't have coaches um Mm -hmm. because I because I kept thinking well I don't have the money for it I don't have the money for it right and actually you know what I've learned over the years is if you say I can't afford that if that's a common phrase in your vocabulary you've got a money mindset issue because actually uh it's about do i want to do this if the answer is yes then the next question is okay what am i going to do to make it happen right and and that's the thinking that needs to shift and you know you it's something you have to practice every single day shifting the thoughts all the time Mm -hmm. towards what you you know the desired wanted future and towards you know the yes you know yes and not no but blah 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 right yeah I think um I think that's that's a real skill to learn how to do so I love that you talked about that well we've covered a lot in this I got to talk to you for hours Joy (laughs) so if if someone would is interested in a business in a box and in working with you uh or even if they just want to find out more about uh, get ahead where can they find you Oh, yeah. So I'm all over LinkedIn. There's only one, there might be one other Rebecca Newenham. So LinkedIn is my go-to place. We're on, obviously on all the other social media platforms as well. And if you just put in getaheadva.com, it comes up with our core website and then the franchise opportunities on there. And I, as you know, I'm a huge connector and a lover of flexible working. So always up for any conversation just to give people support as well, because I know it can be challenging and I know there are so many decisions to make and sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely and isolating. So always up for a coffee on Zoom. And I'm based in um, Surrey. So if anyone's in that area, always up for a face-to-face as well. And I think we ought to do a little shout out to a Technixie of our own. You should, the gorgeous Vicky McKenna. Oh my gosh, I love Vicky and if you hadn't encouraged her to come along to Flexpo I'd never have met her and she's a real joy to have as um, part of the team she's amazing and I've got three daughters who are obviously you can imagine quite picky about um, who I hang out with but they absolutely adore Vicky and um, yeah it's great so I can't thank you enough Joy for that connection it's been amazing. Well, you know, one of the things I love about the Tech Pixie community is the connect the connections that happen. Yeah. And um, you know, I've I've 
I get messages all the time about TechPixies working with TechPixies or, you know, opportunities we sent people towards yeah. people and they took them. I am now getting people who will email us and say, I only want to hire a TechPixie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's that, that? That, that comfort and knowledge that, yeah, you've all got the same values. And that, that's a huge thing, isn't it? That we're Absolutely. all empowering and supportive. So, yeah, so well Absolutely. done. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And I will um, love to catch up with you outside of the podcast. And thanks for being here today. Oh, pleasure, Joy. Thanks for having me on.